This is the Six Figure Exit. We are two entrepreneurs sharing how we've shaped our lives and our businesses. Our purpose is to help you grow your business and personal excellence. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. We're here um, on this fine Monday, almost noon, and uh, we just want to chat with you and hopefully help you shift your mindset from that six-figure mindset to that seven figures and beyond. And today we want to talk about excuses and how they can sometimes be detrimental to your success, uh, whether it's in business, your personal life, your relationships, um, your fitness, whatever it might be. I think we're all full of excuses and um, I don't think we're going to claim to say that we're, we don't make any excuses for ourselves. I think we all do, uh, just naturally, but, uh, joined here with Carson, of course, and myself, and we're going to just kind of discuss maybe some excuses that we've made for ourselves, um, through our lives and, um, hopefully kind of steer you guys in the right direction of limiting those excuses and, um, hopefully coming up with more actions and doing opposed to making excuses of why you're well I guess you can make an excuse for why you do something or why you don't do something so I think uh I'm gonna draw a pretty hard line on this and it might be pretty controversial but I'm a firm believer that every excuse or every even people might think it's a reason but at the end of the day it's just an excuse there is no reasons for why something didn't get done or you didn't do something or you chose to do this at the end of the day it's an excuse and it's just all about the decisions you make. And it all comes down to what is the outcome you want to have at the end of the day? And are you going after that? Or did you make an excuse as to why you didn't get there? Yeah, right. So like sometimes there's there's factual things, I feel like, that prohibit a outcome from happening. But I think it's like from excuses made in, in the past. That, it, all, it all has a ripple effect yeah, down the line. It's, it's a snowball effect of like you make an excuse to not do one little thing, but then it affects the outcome because you made that excuse, which ultimately affected the facts. And then you don't end up with the outcome that you needed or wanted. I think a great example of that would be the simple, like, Oh, I can't hang out with my friends this weekend because I have to work because I have work that has to get done or whatever the situation might be. Well, you came up with an excuse earlier in the week why you didn't do the work earlier in the week. And so now it's affecting your weekend where now you don't have a choice you because you waited to the last minute to do it. I think that's one situation where, yes, you have to get it done. There's no other excuse other than you have to get it done. But you made the excuse earlier in the week of not doing it that day or whatever. And that's what's affecting you now. Yeah. Do you feel like you have any common excuses that you make in your mind that you just don't like you play with in your head that you it's a natural the, excuse for you? The biggest thing. I, I mean, I come up with excuses all the time. I think I'm pretty self-aware when it is an excuse and I'm accepting that, okay, that's an excuse. And That's your bitch voice. I, I, well, yeah, you, either, you either listen to it and you roll with it yeah. or you just keep moving on to the next uh, or, you know, solve it. Like we were just saying before we started recording, yesterday I was going to go, it was Sunday, um, took a midday nap and I was tired, get up from the nap and I was still super tired and I knew it was nice out. I was going to go for a run and then I was like, I don't really want to go for a run. I feel like shit. Like, or I just feel tired, you know, I don't want to, get up and do that. And then I, uh, watched something with Andy Frisella and it. I was like, you know what? That's, he'd say, you know, that's your bitch voice. That's whatever. And so I just went up, went for a two mile run, got it done, uh, and felt really good afterwards. But there's a lot of times where it would have just been like, nope, I'm just not going to go. Cause I don't feel like it. And I would say that's the most common excuse I make 
is I just don't feel like doing it right now. There's a handful of times where you just get burnt out with work and you don't want to do it right now or you don't, I'm just going to take the weekend off and I'm not going to work this weekend or whatever. And I think that at the end of the day is, I don't feel like it is your excuse for not doing it and that's going to affect something down the line. Well, if I would have worked that weekend or if I would have done this, it's going to affect something else down the line and it was an excuse you made that deterred you from wherever you're trying to get. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that, not saying that you need work to work every weekend, but, every weekend, but no, but no, I see what you're saying. But I'm if like, your goal is yeah. to be, you know, say to be a billionaire, yeah, you're gonna have to work every fucking weekend. That's yeah. just the way it is. Yeah. Is that a goal of yours? Uh, you know, I don't know if it's a hard goal or not. I, it, I'd love to get there. Do you have a there, number or is it just a lifestyle? <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of business and just personal. So just living. a Porsche GT3 is that, that's no, the, <laughs> If that was the end goal, I'd just buy one tomorrow. <laughs> That's not the end goal. Uh, no, I'd say it's just a lifestyle. But. So what's your excuse for not being there? It's as simple as I thought about this this weekend. It was Saturday. Uh, we worked part of the day on Saturday. And then most of the afternoon, I, don't, I didn't really work. And I thought about that yesterday. I was like, geez, I didn't really work that much this weekend. And then I look at... You know, because my excuse was I was just kind of burnt out and tired. I had a really busy week the week before, and I know I got a busy week going into this week. So I was like, well, I'll just rest and relax a little bit. And I think that's important. But then you look at the big goal of where I want to go and where I want to be someday. And then I look back at that weekend and be like, should I have just powered through and kept working all weekend in order to get to that goal quicker? Honestly, probably. Is yeah. that something you do? Do you look back and beat yourself up over something like that? Or just not beat yourself up, but like be like, oh man, I should have worked that weekend or. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, really? I would, I definitely do. And I would like to, um, I mean, I used to work more weekends to be honest, but this, the last year or so I've kind of quit doing that as much. Um, I'll work basically all of Saturday morning or all day Saturday. And then Sundays I won't work at all for the most part. I might do a couple things here or there in the afternoon or evening to kind of get ready for Monday and just get a step up, um, which I did yesterday too in the evening. But for the most part, I don't try not to work the weekends as much. And the more I've been thinking about it over the last month, honestly, I've been, why don't I, or why did I kind of stop doing that? It's just, honestly, I've been a little burnt out where it doesn't, it's not as enjoyable as it used to be. Um, and I don't know. I mean, that's an excuse. My excuse (laughs) is that it's just not as enjoyable as it used to be. So, but with that, I will say a lot of my time is spent in the office or working or talking with people, which is super mentally draining for me. Um, Honestly, I need to probably mix it up where the weekends I go do something physical, even if that's like move equipment around to job sites or do something like that. I could do all day Saturday and Sunday and be okay with it. It's just that mental draining of you need it just that I need that change. Yeah. So, but yeah, I look back at it and kind of, I don't say beat myself up on it, but it's something I certainly think about. How about you? What's one of your biggest excuses? Um, a great question <clears throat> I feel like my he just doesn't have any I'm just in some deep thought what do I make an excuse of the most I would say like I would I'm pretty bad about like staying on like committed to like my schedule when it comes to like being at home and being present at home and I'll make an excuse of like 
whether it's sending an email or replying to a text or just the boundaries. Sometimes I feel like I'm, I make excuses of, you know, wavering in those boundaries. Um, and that affects my relationship with my wife and, um, eventually could affect my relationship with my son. And, um, I think I just make excuses of, Oh, it just takes just a couple minutes of, you know, writing an email or whatever back or, or if it's, you know, getting home later than, you know, say I'm going to be home at five 30, but it's actually ends up being six or six 30 and to make up the excuse of, well, I just needed to, you know, work that little bit extra because we were at a, we needed to finish at a good point in the day, you know, that type of stuff where I've said that a thousand times. Yeah. I just finish one more thing. Yeah. And it's just like an excuse of, I could have made the decision of, of, instead of, you know, working and just being done when I said I was going to be done so I could be home when I said I was going to be home and be present at, at home. Um, you know, I make the excuse up of this is going to be better. So then it snowballs into me making excuses of why I, I'm not home. <laughs> That's what, uh, you think that comes down to something else in the day that you made an excuse? You didn't work as hard at a certain point in the day or you missed something or something else that you did and then it affects I think it, that other stuff or it I just, think it's, it just is what it is? And I think it's maybe a lack of discipline when it comes to like, allocating my time to tasks that are required. Like I, I think I get sometimes get stuck in certain tasks of the day and then I don't waver to the other tasks that I need to get done to, whether it's replying to calls or emails or, you know, ordering materials or whatever it might be. I'll just get stuck in, you know, whether it's actually the labor or whether it's the office admin stuff or whether whatever it might be, I think I just get stuck and don't shift gears enough. I lack that discipline in that those areas to shift gears and actually get what needs to be done, done. So then I just end up pushing it back. Then it takes longer. Then it to... takes longer, and then I, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I think I'm actually the exact opposite of that, where I won't focus long enough on a task, and I'll get a call like my phone just rang, and you, it'll start thinking about okay, what's what's that call about? And then, mm -hmm. or you'll take the call and then, Oh, can you do this real quick? Yeah, sure. And then I start doing that and I forget what I was doing. And then that didn't get done and you've started something else. And then I've got, I would say bad 80. I mean, I don't know. I've never been diagnosed, but I would assume I've got some pretty self bad self-diagnosed ADHD where I just jump from one thing to the next. Cause that's kind of how my mind works. And I don't have the discipline of, or I'm trying to get better at the discipline of when someone calls and asks for something, I need to either either not answer it all together is probably the right answer to be honest. Um, and push it off until I have actual time to get done with what I'm done, call them back and then focus on that. Uh, I'm a people pleaser when it comes to, if I see the phone ring, I feel like I have to answer it. And that is something I've been getting better at is just focusing on what I'm supposed to be doing right now, get it done and then move on to the next thing and just complete one task at a time. That's one of the biggest things that has helped um, me just stay more organized in the last previous months well, I think a lot of uh, efficiency and productivity comes from that, of staying focused in what you're doing and the tasks, and then also I think would limit your excuses that you're making because, you know, you're focused and you're getting the work done. I feel like if you're not getting the work done, then you might make excuses of, you know, you get a proposal out two days later because you 
we're so scrambled in one day, you know. Is there a is there a good excuse or a good reason to have an excuse Ooh. for something? <laughs> is there a good excuse? I'm thinking of when employees come to us and or if you have uh you know, why did you do that conversations? And then they come up with an excuse as to why they did it. Is there ever a good excuse or a good reason behind something? Or is it you came up with the excuse just to, I think may, I think there can be, I think there's excuses that if it's logical, like say if I had expectations um, for a certain project or something, and you know, one of the guys was like, didn't do it because they thought it should be a different way or that, you know what I mean? Like they, but I don't think that's an excuse. That's a reason. Then no, I don't that's think there's I, good, I don't no such there, thing as a good excuse. I don't think there's good excuses. There's reasons things yeah. don't happen yep. or change, but I don't think there's anything such thing as a good excuse. No. Cause it, I think an excuse is what limits. Yeah. Good there, actions. There was a lack of discipline that happened, therefore, and you don't want to admit that, therefore you come up with an excuse as to why that lack of discipline happened. Yeah. At the end of the day. Call me the Merriam-Webster dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> I, at the end of the day, I think that's really all it is, though. There's reasons that things can or cannot get done, and there's legitimate reasons, and then there's excuses as to why they don't get done. And I think it's pretty easy to decipher... Um, from an employer standpoint, when there's an excuse and when there's a reason, there's plenty of people I deal with that have tons of excuses as to why something get done. And it's usually because, well, because, you know, then this happened and then I had to do this. So I didn't get that done on time. And it's, you know, really, it wasn't my fault and blah, blah, blah. And, and those are excuses. Yeah. So let's, let's rewind all the way back to point A <laughs> where the excuses started. <laughs> yeah. And that is the point where you failed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. Do you think there's a good example of a, or a situation when there's, I guess, a, or have you had a situation where an employee might think it's a reason, but at the end of the day, it's really just an excuse? Um, yeah. One came to mind of, I had a guy working on our site. Um, we're just doing some mulch in a yard um, some planting beds and I don't think I was on site at the time, but I was away and then I came back and then, um, the guy was missing and I was like, Oh yeah. You're talking about on? this the other day. Where's so-and-so? They're like, well, his girlfriend broke up with him. I was like, okay. <laughs> what is that? That stinks. <laughs> so he just left the job site and then, uh, they're like, yeah. And so I was like, I think, you know, his reason was his girlfriend broke up with him. So he just left work and yeah, that's, not that's an excuse. That's an excuse. That's not a reason. That's, I mean, I understand that's difficult. Um, and that's not an easy situation to go through, but that's, there's not a reason to leave work. That's a excuse to be disrespectful and not follow through with what your, your tasks are. That's that's a really good one. I think some of the most common ones that I see are going to be people when they either forget to do something and then the excuses start coming out when you address like, hey, why didn't this get done? Oh, well, uh, and there's you know a thousand what they think is reasons. It's just excuses as to why it didn't get done. Or 
when they're late for something and that i am guilty of <laughs> five excuses as oh, to why i was late for well <laughs> the traffic was really bad yeah. i had to go the speed limit the whole way here <laughs> but i think those are probably some of the two most common reasons is when something they're either late or something's not getting done on time um or they forgot something i guess within our business those are the biggest things that i've seen excuses on um and I think that at the end of the day, that just comes down to a lack of discipline and preparation for whatever you're doing instead of, oh, I forgot to grab this because I was in a hurry this morning. Well, that's an excuse. Get there earlier, write down a list of things the night before you need, you know, then or a reason would be, oh, we don't have it because it wasn't at the shop. An excuse is I forgot to grab it because I was rushed because of this or something. And then they try yeah. to blame it on something else. I think the greatest, uh, I think discipline um, a lack of discipline is the source of excuses. Yeah. What do you, how do you address with employees when they start, if they're a chronic employee that comes up with a lot of excuses for everything and they can't, um, they can't address, uh, something they did and just take the discipline or understand that, yeah, I did, I did that wrong. I should have done this differently. And they can't acknowledge that. What's a good way to go about that with an employee. If you're an employer listening to this and you've got a um, talk to somebody or, or confront an employee about, uh, you know, you're this, this, and this has happened and you didn't acknowledge that that happened and it was your fault. You made up excuses for it the whole step of the way. And at what point does it become to the point where you have to let an employee go? I think if it's a regular pattern and then they're not following, I mean, if it's a regular pattern where they can't, you know, they're not accountable for their actions and don't realize that they're making excuses and you see as an employer that, they are making those excuses and they're not following through. Um, you got to cut that out and they need to go ASAP. If it's a serious issue of constant, you know, that repetitious characteristic can you, can you of try them. to head it off and work on it with them. Or I mean, you not think it's just a time. Let's say, is it just not a personality it. trait at that point where yeah. that's just who they are? And I think, it, yeah, I think I've just feel like I've had a realization that, you need to kind of run through people in order to find the ones that are, or don't be afraid to let people go soon. And I think that's kind of what creates the good or creates the great and separates them from the good. Yeah. You'll find, you'll go through more people. You'll, which would make you better at the sense of hiring and looking for those attributes. Yeah. Cause that's one of the biggest things that for me with hiring people has been, um, I mean, never doing it before. You don't necessarily know what you're looking for. I mean, you can watch videos or look at, you know, some recommended things online, but if you've never interviewed people, you've never, um, hired people before, it's kind of a difficult thing to wean out, you know, what to look for in somebody. And I think to your point, you know, a lot of people just hire people, uh, get to get people in the door. And then you realize after the fact that, okay, this dude's just making excuses for why nothing works right. And we had a guy that did this two years ago and there's just always an excuse for something and we ended up having to let him go. And I think it, I mean, it was just with him, especially it was just a lack of discipline and you could tell in their personal life and how they did other things. It just wasn't good. And so just ended up having to let him go. But I think, I think there's signs to when you look at somebody, um, if they have a lack of discipline, look at the past experiences in jobs. I mean, if they've got, in the last two years, they've worked at 15 different places. It's probably a lack of discipline. <laughs> yeah. if Telltale sign. Yeah. If they're 
physically way out of shape. There's a lack of discipline if they've life is a mess and, you know, when they're in the interview, they're just saying, you know, how hard stuff's been for them and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, kind of the woe is me victim mentality. Mm -hmm. Odds are they're going to be the type of person that when something doesn't happen, they're not going to acknowledge that it was their fault. It was on them. They're going to make an excuse for it. And I think that at the end of the day is greatly going to hurt the morale of your entire company. If you have those types of people, because they're going to be making excuses whenever something goes wrong. And usually those excuses are going to involve blaming it on somebody else, whoever else could have been involved with that task. And that's going to make everybody upset with that person in the company, um, especially the person that's getting blamed on for something that might not necessarily yeah. been their getting fault. The finger pointed at. Yeah. yeah. And I think that culture is just really bad for companies in general. So identifying those people. Um, and if that's you as an owner, I mean, that I've seen that before many times and I've heard it from plenty of people that we've interviewed that the owner could never, you know, I mean, well, I own the place, you know, I don't, I don't do anything wrong. And so <laughs> yeah. if you portray that mentality to your guys or you're always coming up with excuses as to, and I've been guilty of this where I've, you know, you show up late to a meeting with the guys on site or something like that. Well, I had to, you know, do this with the client or blah, blah, blah. Like that's an excuse. Like, yeah. Well, you yeah, you, you have expectations for them to be on time and show yeah. up, but then you, you as an owner can't show up on time and be, you know, ready to go. That's, that's not good for them. And that's, and if that, I mean, stuff happens and right. I get that. And it's like with me, like I've said before, like that's something I'm working on getting better at. But it goes further to set the expectation of like, hey, I'm sorry I'm late. That was 100% on me, and I know that's not okay. You know, I respect your guys' time, and I won't. I'll make sure it won't happen again. Or but and having that conversation with them when you it's get huge. there, that goes a long way, and it sets the standard of what you expect from them. Right. Hey, if I'm if I'm expected to do that as the owner, you sure as hell are expected to you know do the yeah. same thing or take right. accountability for what you've done in your actions. Yeah. No matter if you're the owner or you're. I mean, whoever it is, I think that just the setting the standard and expectation across the board ultimately affects the individual on a personal level too. Like if you're kind of being the example or leader or whatever, I think people see that and want to kind of follow suit. If they see you achieving and succeeding and they see you doing certain things, they'll kind of follow kind of in that path if they're interested in that same path too. And it's going to, I think it's going to give them um, just a greater understanding of respect for you as the owner of the company or the leader of whatever position you're in, right? If you've got subordinates that are um, reporting to you and you do something wrong, hold yourself accountable to the same standards you'd expect uh, to hold them accountable. And they're going to have a massive amount of respect for you because of that. So especially when you're in a position where you could let yourself off, but you choose not to because you're disciplined and, you know, holding yourself accountable. I think that goes a super super long ways with uh, whoever you're dealing with. Yeah. I think, you know, we've talked a lot about excuses, whether it's with employees or business or whatever, but I think a lot of the deeper rooted excuses come from just your personality and who you are as a person and what your everyday life looks like. And I feel like the excuses you make to either, you know, not stay active or eat certain things or, treat your relationships in a certain way. I feel like those ultimately affect your business life and your professional life in great ways. And I I think that people that realize don't even realize that they make an excuse for certain things, just like unconsciously make it an excuse for themselves to do something. Habit. Yes. It's habitual. Yeah. He's getting a habit of making that excuse, make that excuse of why they're not doing a certain thing or why they are doing a certain thing. Um, 
and it's just a toxic place to be in. How do, how do you I, get out of that? I, honestly, I, and we talked about it, like one of our first episodes, you were talking about discipline. And I, I just think if you're going to be in business and try to be successful, uh, not even in business, just in anything you do, relationships, your faith, anything, it honestly just comes back to discipline at the end of yeah, the day. If you are disciplined in everything that you do, there's less opportunity to make excuses because you didn't do anything wrong because you stuck to what you're, you're disciplined enough to stick to what you said you were going to do. So you shouldn't have to make an excuse for anything. And I think, like you said, especially when hiring employees and things of that nature, um, it's pretty straightforward. I feel like when a candidate comes in for an interview, I mean, if they're significantly overweight, their car is a piece of crap and you know, full, full of garbage and, in yeah. it. Yeah, they didn't you know, do any research on the company that they're there to interview with or they don't know what they're talking about. That's huge. Yeah, for new, people that are... You know, employees out there that are looking to step up or move companies. Yeah, if you're interviewing, who yeah, if you're interviewing for another company, do some freaking research on who, where you're interviewing and really do your best to know everything about them. I mean, get kind of nutty about it because that's going to tell the employer or whoever's hiring you that you actually give a damn about where you're coming. We just interviewed a guy today right before this. We came right from an interview with the gentleman right to shoot this podcast. And he had done research on the company, um, kind of knew a little bit of our backstory and just basically the stuff that's on our website. But he took the time to look it up, learn about us, see if it'd be a good fit for him. And he liked our backstory and a you know, family, smaller family business. And that's why part of the reason why he wanted to interview with us um, and work with us potentially. But that to me goes a long ways because when you sign up on Indeed, I think I'm 90% sure. And someone like I think I asked somebody, I asked a guy, I was like, is this just automatically send out your application to people? And he's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, Indeed will just automatically send people's applications to you. And then they'll send a notification email that makes it seem like they typed it. But I don't think they did because I've got the same exact email from like 10 different people of like, hey, I sent my application to you. Yeah. <laughs> just wanted to follow up and see if you had any other questions. And it's verbatim the same thing right. from like 10 different people. And it's, I don't know, that technology is just, it's hard as an employer to wean through who's serious and who's not. You have to have a much better eye for all that. Well, I think when it comes to that, I'm like, like this guy we interviewed was serious because he personally emailed you. His resume. Yeah, he went to the website and emailed yeah. the email on the website. He even though he found the job posting right. on Indeed, he went to the website and took it a step further from there. So when I see that, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is a serious guy. But yes. when when you get all these applicants on Indeed that are just you know random robo email, yeah, it's just autom automated yeah. applicant. It's like, yeah, it's, I I would say almost disregard that. If you have the discipline to go the extra mile back to discipline to go to the website, don't do make some excuses, research, call in or, you know, pick up the phone and call or email to the email that's on the website and go that route. That just shows that you've taken that. And honestly, like that sounds so stupid when you think about it right now, like that should be the day you, standard. Had to, yeah, you had to drive to the place <laughs> yeah. and, you know, ask for an interview for all this website stuff. But the fact that you even have to say that just seems so stupid to me in my yeah. eyes, but that's the world we're in. I mean, that's the, that little bit of extra effort instead of just letting Indeed apply for you, is what's going to set you apart from the next guy to get a job. Um, and for those of you that are hiring people, those are the things to look out for. If they're for putting sure. in that extra effort already just before they even show up, and that extra thought, uh, chances are they're going to be a better candidate that's disciplined enough to do that, and um, they're actually going to care. 
about yeah. what they're doing. Well, that's like half the reason why I was excited about this guy. <laughs> like <laughs> he, just, he, you know, I had a phone call conversation with him, kind of to screen him before we sat down and met. Um, and I was just like, kind of like, whoa, he actually did some research and knows what we're doing and knows some backstory. And that, yeah, it just tells me that they're actually serious about this position. A hundred percent. What, um, do you think if someone shows a great amount of discipline, it's going to limit the excuses that they have? Or is it, I mean, they're just not, they're not even have an opportunity where they have to come up with an excuse. Yeah. I think if simply, I think the more discipline, the more, the less excuse. Is there ever a point in time when you can have too much discipline? I think, I feel like, yes, there's like a, I, I would say it depends on the person, the situation, and family life, and work Let's life. Say, I and can see where family life would start like, to play a. It could be a point that. where it's like, all right, this yeah. is, too this re- is out of hand. Regiment and structure. This, yeah, this and, is like yeah. you're you be more psychotic almost. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think welcome to Carson's life. <laughs> <laughs> I think that discipline is really a great way to just limit the excuses from happening. You think you have to have more discipline with your business life versus your personal life or be the same between both or I think it should, I think, I think it's uh, personally, I believe it's like you have a, a personal discipline. Like that's, you're just, you're more disciplined or you're not. And you can yeah. work on your discipline. That's something that I, I believe is a skill. Um, but I think that your discipline just as a person and who you are is this kind of what affects you know your relationships your work life your fitness your faith kind of all the aspects all the buckets of your life I don't think that they're more important in other I would say it's I believe it's more important to be more disciplined in your personal life when it comes to your family your faith because I think that those things affect your work life and I think if you got this you have discipline in those buckets that your discipline is going to carry over into that business life, professional life, and you're going to succeed there too. Yeah. I think the family side is super important, especially when, if you've got a spouse or kids or anything like that, that's where I, I'm pretty lucky. I don't, it's just me in the room, but I don't have much to be liable. For. Google it's, guys. it's just, yeah. Put the hours in all the time. But I think that was probably one of the bigger reasons why, um, I am single or in that position. I don't think that I had much discipline with, uh, uh I, the discipline was, I was pretty good with, with work all the time, but I never really transitioned that into, okay, now it's time to be, uh, time for my personal life or my friends, even my friendships, which over the last year I've been working on all this stuff and been getting much better with. Um, and my few of my friends have pointed that out, uh, just on their own, like, you know, we've gotten closer, um, throughout the last year and so on and so forth. But I think it's just a matter of putting the time in, putting the effort in, um, and making time for it, discipline enough to set time aside and realizing that it's, you have to focus on it. So my excuse before was always while I'm working. Yeah. But I was going to say, I feel like I'm doing better in work than I ever had before and these friendships than I ever had before. Why is that? <laughs> because I'm disciplined. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe not maybe yeah we'll save it for offline all right <laughs> we'll save it for offline but 
I think just having the discipline carries through um, and limits the amount of excuses you can have. Yeah, it's easy as that. Just be disciplined, right? So no, instead of talking <laughs> about excuses, we're just going to change the title to being disciplined again. Yeah. But, uh, it's kind of like... Do you think you can train the excuse thing out of employees? Like if, there, if someone's always coming up with excuses on things, do you think you can train them out of that? I don't think it's worth it. It's not worth your like, time? I, no, I think depending on what your goals are and what your aspirations are for the and the vision of the company, I think it... I think it's just like you almost have to be a little bit ruthless when it comes to the nonsense that some people bring to the company. And then I would agree. I with would that. say when it comes to people that are full of excuses or the victim mentality, and it's a, I mean, I think it's important to, you know, have some empathy for people and understanding that things happen. But when it's a repeated, uh, repetitious thing that is constant there's no time for it if depending on what your goals are like if that's something if you have really large goals for the company you got to cut those people out asap i agree with that 100 percent, and that's what i saw um to be quite frank my dad did a lot of uh he was very empathetic to a lot of people that we hired and gave people a lot of chances and i'm not exactly sure why just there's a lot of people that probably shouldn't have been working for us that um wanted to help them out and he felt like he could help them along and make them better and improve them. But the amount, what I learned from watching that over the years was the amount of time and effort you put into them. It's not worth it because what happens every time. And in this case, these are some people are like the guy had alcohol problems, right? It was a handful of examples, like multiple people that I've seen. I had alcohol problems and I don't know if that's just cause like my dad had a drinking problem, you know, many years ago, he's been sober for 25 years and, um, so maybe he wanted to help someone else and pass that along. But the amount of time and effort you put into these people uh, that just don't have the discipline to give a shit, quite frankly, and they're always coming up with excuses, they're ungrateful for the amount of effort you put in. And it's that victim mentality where they just, oh, well, I'm expecting that of you. And that's like what they expect of people is to give them that extra Bail effort. Yeah, every time. And it's just time and time again. I mean, we had a couple guys that would come back, you know, over the course of two to three years, they were in and out of the company probably two or three times. And every time they come back, I'd be like, why are we fucking hiring these people? Yeah. Like this is so, and I get where he was coming from with trying to help him out. And there are people he's known for many years and trying to give them a second chance and kind of like, you know, rehabilitate them. But at the end of the day, if you're in business to win and succeed and grow a massive company, you honestly, you just got to, you can't be the nice guy when it comes to stuff like that. There's, Places for them, or maybe it's your yeah. personal life to help them out, but it's not in your business. Well, I think there there's a fine line, I think, when it comes to, like, forgiving and empathy, uh, but also, like, being disciplined and We're being realistic win. with, yeah, with what you're trying to do. Um, no losers on the team. No, you got to – we always come back to having A players, and so um, if you're having A players, they, they can't be making excuses I think there's to build off of the, the question before of can you wean the excuse out of people? I think there's a certain extent of, uh, I think you try, mm -hmm. right? If you hire someone and they seem great, but then all of a sudden they just seem to have a bunch of excuses for why they don't do stuff. I think you sit down with them and have a conversation. Hey, um, you know, you're just coming up with excuses on stuff. I want you to take accountability for things. You know, it's going to go a lot further with me and everyone else in the company. If you're taking accountability for your actions and what's going on and, uh, address it head on and try to fix it um, instead of making excuses. But if you don't see it improve after two, three conversations, time to go shit can them. Yeah. They're done. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Just, <laughs> we're done. 
but that's, that's my take on that because you do hire people that, um, are really good at stuff. I mean, we had a sales guy, um, or a sales guy that works with us still a little bit and, um, an independent, but very good at sales, but there's always an excuse for stuff here or there. And it just, it's one of those things that you gotta, you gotta watch closely. And if it doesn't get better, then off they go. Yeah. But, huh. So end of the day, you just gotta cut the excuses out and realize what your goals are and be disciplined in those goals. Be disciplined, and I think if you're, you know, looking to bring people on your team, um, and you'd want to avoid people making ex- excuses, look at their personal lives and look at who they are as a person, their character, uh, see how disciplined they are, and the more discipline that they show, you know, easy things when they pull up for the job interview are going to be clean car, you know, clean cut, clean shave, looking, you know, sharp, yeah, sharp looking. They didn't roll out of prepared. bed. Prepared, yeah, yeah, they're prepared. I know what's going on. Those are all going to be signs of good discipline. Um, which is going to limit the amount of excuses you have. But if you hire someone that you didn't realize they make so many excuses, have those conversations, and you just got to cut the cord sooner than later if they if you can't help them and they they don't want to change. Yeah. Well, get out there, take it some actions to limit those excuses, and hopefully you guys got some value out of today's show. Um, we'd love if you shared it with a friend or two or. Everyone you know. (laughs) Everybody you know. Send it out right now. Um, Because that's how we're going to grow, and we want to continue to to help you guys and share our experience and share, you know, our mindset shifts over the years and through experiences and get us from that six-figure level to seven figures and beyond and hopefully do the same with you guys. So That's why we call it the six-figure exit, baby. We'll see you next week. (laughs) To the moon. To the moon. Peace.